When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. It's been a few weeks, but we're back. Joining me at the King Power Stadium is Jordan Blackwell. Hi, Jordan. Hello, Rob. And uh, now we've uh, been down here today to uh, um, have Claude Puel give us a little preview for Newport County FA Cup third round tie. It's going to be a Rodney Parade. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, afternoon, a bit of a no-win for City, they're expected to go through, but everybody else outside of Leicester is probably hoping for a bit of a giant killing. So, first of all, let's um, talk through the team news. Who's fit, who's not fit for this take, this game, Jordan? Um, Wes Morgan is fit. He's the one that's been uh, missing for the last couple of games because of illness. Uh, so Yunchu stepped in for one game, Evan stepped in for the other, but um, Morgan's now fit and available. Um, so he could come back in, but I think well, as, as indicated, there will be plenty of rotation. Four games in 11 days has, has, has taken a lot out of the team, so that, it's not really surprising that if he's going to um, rotate. It seems like Jamie Vardy will be one of those that's that's rested. Well said today that he's, um, he, he, he's struggling maybe a little bit. He, he sort of hobbled off at Everton and he, he was asked about his fitness and he said, we will see, which usually means that no, he's not going to play. <laughs> um, so, yes, I think there's a. Um, I think we can expect a, a much changed team. Maybe even Matty James involved. Um, he's been obviously not out all season, not played yet this season, um, but has slowly regained fitness. Played a couple of games for the under twenty threes last month, uh, and is now available. Or well says he's available. So maybe he'll be one to um, to step in. But certainly expect a changed team. And the reason that Matty James might be in the frame is that Puel has admitted that he's going to assess some of his players that have been the subject of transfer interest so far in the very early on in the transfer window, but certainly there would have been interest lodged before the window opened. And there is a few that he said may not be focused on this game because they'll be thinking about their futures, most notably Vicente Abora, who won't be even in the country. Yes, I think it's, it is mainly the, the midfielders, particularly with Abora, who is in Spain. Um, he is. The reports from Spain that were that he was in Spain to discuss a transfer. That's not what Puel's saying. Puel's saying he's in Spain, uh, he's been given some leave, some time to see his family. Um, he said he was due back in four days, but said that he may well end up staying in Spain if a transfer is agreed. So it's, it's as much as an admittance of a transfer as I think we're going to get from Puel. Um, without him saying, yes, he's definitely going, he's said pretty much he, he's probably going to be leaving. Um, we think it's Villarreal, that they seem to be the team that are interested, but we don't think that Leicester and Villarreal have yet struck a deal. Um, obviously there are plenty of Spanish teams interested in notably his former clubs Levante and Sevilla as well um, so that's one midfielder possibly going there's a couple of others as well with with King and um, Silva and I think they're although they're not as close to a transfer as Ibora is I think they're again in that bracket that 
they'll be thinking about their futures and Puel will have to decide whether they have their, their minds in the right places ahead of this weekend's game. Well, with Abora, there was reports that the deal had been struck and that he'd be ready for their game against Ibar this weekend, but I don't think that's the case. No. I think there's still some uh, issues to be ironed out between the two clubs and uh, um, we're not sure of the fee yet. Uh, is it £12 million they paid for uh, Ibora in 2017? So... I can't see them getting all of that back, but um, certainly if there was other clubs coming in for them, there's not the same amount of cash except for Real Madrid and Barca. There's not the same amount of money in Spain that there is in the Premier League. So no, no, and obviously he's you know 18 months older, which you would say because he's sort of now the wrong side of 30. Yeah, um, he, he's not going to be worth as much. So yeah, I can't see Leicester making all of their their money back. And Silva, there's a couple of uh, clubs. One we believe is Sporting Lisbon. That registered an interest in taking here now. I think the sporting one will be more of a loan switch, and they're looking to bring back their former talisman captain, but to appease the fans that have been very unhappy at the club for um, for a while now. Certainly with the previous owner and uh, or, or president, um, I mean, there was uh, incidents of uh, the fans assaulting some of the players down yeah. the training ground as well. It was all very bizarre. Uh, and the other King, we don't really know. West Bromwich Albion registered an interesting King, but that's all we know really about his situation. But there is another one that uh, looks like he's going to be on his way as well out of the club, Fusini Diabate, and we're not probably expecting him to be involved. No, that seems pretty close as well, judging by reports in France. So, and we understand that the, the City have had loan offers from both France and Turkey for um, Diabate, and it seems that... Uh, a, a loan bid from Turkey is the one that's going to go through. Reports in France say that uh, Sivaspor uh, are close to agreeing a, a loan deal for Diabate. Um, but apparently Fernabache are interested as well. Obviously, that's where Slimani is. But despite being probably a smaller team, um, Sivaspor are actually above Fernabache, sort of mid table in, in Turkey. Um, so, yes, I think that seems to be going along, and I think that means Diabate will probably be ruled out of this weekend's game. But I think he needs to go elsewhere to get some game time. He only made three appearances this season in all competitions. Um, perhaps a surprise given how, how often he featured at the end of last season. Uh, and I thought did did pretty well uh, given that he was just into a new league. But yeah, I think it's, um, it's not surprising that he's, he's looking for football elsewhere. Well, perhaps um, they think they're thinking long term. Because he's not been a professional player for that long. No. No. So perhaps they're thinking loan, get some game time, and then he he can start to develop again. Because he did have a good start to his City career, didn't he? With the yeah, and he's, he's still he's still under contract for a while as well. I think he's under contract till twenty twenty two. So potentially give him give him a bit of game time, maybe refine some form. I think whenever he played in the under twenty threes, he he never really stood out. Um, for me, he's always looked better when he has played senior games. Um, I don't know why that is. Whether it's the Playing against better quality brings out a better quality in him, um, but and, and I think you can say that a lot about a lot of players. I think Chowdhury's been really impressive in his first team games this season, when perhaps he wouldn't have been. He, he did really stand out in the under twenty three games. Um, so yes, I think it's um, it, it's good for Diabate that he's going to hopefully get some football, and then he'll come back in the summer and, and maybe be one of those players that's that's on the fringes of the Leicester team again. Well, dear Barto made his impact um, in uh, the FA Cup when he first joined the club. Let's go back to Silva because he made his full uh, City debut at Fleetwood um, a year ago, didn't he? Um, it's been a strange old year for him. It's been a strange 
18 months for him at Leicester City and you said in the first six months he wasn't allowed to play yeah I think he must be so disappointed that it's not worked out given the, the length of time that he had to wait uh, after that, that delay with the with the registration um, it seemed like he was slowly getting up to speed towards the end of last season I think Leicester had a lot of injuries um, at the end of last season Ibora was out and James was out uh, and then it was only really Silver and Didi and Chowdhury as options um, in the middle. Um, it seemed like he was getting up to speed. Then he played the first game of the season this season at United. And you thought, OK, well, this looks like it's going to be Leicester's midfield, Silver and Didi for the season. Second game, Mendy's back in. And really, not really seen Silver since. I think when he has, when he's played, he's, he's never quite looked like he, he's up to the pace. I think maybe he's played in Portugal so long that he's so used to the, the pace of the league and maybe having a little bit more time on the ball. Um, and he always seemed like he was half a second off it. Um, you, you always get, I always got the impression when I was watching him that he, he knew the right pass to play but couldn't necessarily pull it off because he'd, you know, he'd get caught in possession or, or whatever. But certainly it's a it's, it's, um, frustrating time for him um, not we, being involved. We've both discussed this before in previous podcasts where... Silver is a touch player, isn't he? And he doesn't seem to quite suit the system that Puel wants to play either. That hasn't really helped him settle, has it? Yeah, I think because you've got that in the four-two-three-one that Leicester usually play, the two have, the, the two in front of the defence have to be I was defensive minded. I think there's a, a not necessarily you know, indeed and Mendy are totally different types of defensive midfielders, but they are both defensive midfielders. Silver's not really a defensive midfielder but then neither would you say fits in the number 10 role that Madison currently holds he's kind of almost an in-between player um, which yeah there's just an all-round to... mid- touch midfield player he likes to play little one-twos and yeah. little passes he's not he does, hasn't got the vision or the raking pass that Abora has shown at times he hasn't got that energy that Hamza Chowdhury's got he hasn't got the defensive qualities of Papi Mendy he's just somewhere in between isn't he and yeah. he's it probably is best for him to move on now and, and get his career going again at a club that does suit him. Yeah, and I think a club that uh, perhaps a, a club with better quality players potentially and who play, uh, I think there's he's one of those players that sort of slots into a, a, a good team that can perhaps don't need so many defensive midfielders that he can play those little touches and, and offload the ball to, to players that are going to play the, the, the forward fast the forward passes um, so yeah I think I think it would be best for all parties if he did move on um, we talked about Dibarte's impending departure that does leave City a little bit light in the uh, the final third of the pitch and it's been an ongoing topic for most of the season and it's, and it's raised its its head again now the transfer window's open Harvey Barnes mm. does he come back to uh, Leicester City do that should they recall him now Puel has stated in the past that he would prefer um, to leave Barnes at West Bromwich Albion where he's been doing so well for him in the Championship um, but that might have been changing over the course of the last few weeks he made some hints in a radio interview BBC Radio Leicester that he was thinking about recalling him now um, we can't say what Claude has said in the press conference because it's under embargo so you have to visit the Leicestershire Live website 10.30pm if you're listening to this before Friday night 10.30pm Friday night to listen to what Puel says um, from the embargo section of the press conference today, but would you bring Harvey Barnes back? Ah, I think I would. Yes, I think. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and I think as the months have gone on, we've both sort of 
veered towards yes bringing him back whereas I think probably in maybe September time we both would have said leave him there leave him there until the end of the season I think it's got to a point where Leicester are lacking a little bit of creativity um, and also Barnes is doing so well not just oh he's doing well for a a 21 year old playing in the championship he's been one of the best players in the league there's there's no other way of talking about it I looked at some stats the other day um, and I think Barnes has got nine goals and seven assists in 26 games uh, in the championship after 26 games last season Madison had six goals and five assists and Leicester ended up spending £24 million on him and he's adjusted to the Premier League brilliantly so you know, good looking at those stats, you would say that Barnes could quite easily make the step up. Um, I think the problem with last year, when he, he was recalled from his spell at Barnsley, he came back and didn't really play, and it was, well, that's a bit of a waste because, you know, he was playing decent championship football. Um, this time, if he comes back, I would see him on the, you know, in the first team. I think there's, he would be, in the form he's in, he would be a real rival for Gray for that the starting spot on the on the left of the three behind Jamie Vardy so yes I would bring him back because I think he could make a real impact to Leicester's season the second half of the season well I think Claude's looking at it and if he's allowing Debar to go out and then uh, Rashid Gazelle as well his form has been erratic to say the least this season I mean he was pretty poor against Everton as they all were in the first half to be honest but he his pass completion was particularly poor wasn't it in the first half and he was uh, he got the dreaded hook at half time as well I think Puel might be thinking, uh, looking at Barnes, thinking I need this lad, and I don't want to spend a lot of money to bolster my forward three, and I've got a player already who's doing it. Yeah, that's it. And I think there's, you know, Leicester could look at it and think there's a, we need something, we need a bit more creativity, we need another attacking player. But if they were to go and splash the cash on someone, when Bar- and then and leave Barnes at West Brom, when Barnes comes back in the summer, he then might not get a look in, and then you, or Barnes comes back and he jumps ahead of the player that they've just spent a load of money on. Mm. And then it's a waste of money. And it's you know they've got a player there that is theirs. It's not going to cost anything. Um, so I think if they do want to to bring somebody back he, or bring somebody in, he, he surely must be the man. Well, as I said, ten thirty Friday night, Leicestershire live. We want to find out what Pearl says about Harvey Barnes. But let's talk about the game now. Um, transfer window aside. Um, they've had a really hectic schedule. It couldn't have gone much better. The Cardiff game aside beating Chelsea, Man City and then Everton away on New Year's Day, even though it was a dreadful game. They still came away with the points, but now a real banana skin, mm. Newport County. They knocked the leads out. They took Spurs to a replay at Wembley as well. This is a team with a bit of history in this competition. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, playing against a, a Premier League team for, is, a, is a massive deal for a League 2 team. Um, particularly at home, I think when, when the, when the uh, League 2 team's at home, it makes it a lot more difficult. We saw it last season when Leicester played League One Fleetwood, how they struggled, um, particularly with the quality of the pitch. Uh, and again, the quality of the pitch is not necessarily going to be worse, I'd expect. Yeah. I mean, it's, the pitches are never the best in the winter because um, because of the, the weather conditions, but also because teams play a lot uh, on the pitches over the winter, but also because it's used by rugby clubs as well. Um, so... It, yeah, the ground at Rodney Parade is not going to be great. Leicester really struggled with that at, at Fleetwood uh, and could quite easily have been knocked out. Obviously, they got a replay and then, and then beat Fleetwood at um, King Power Stadium. So, yes, it's going to be really tough and Leicester, again, will probably be playing with a team that doesn't have as much cohesion as they 
They usually don't. I know some fans would say they, they don't have any cohesion anyway. But there's, yeah, the, because of the rotation, you're likely to have combinations there that haven't played together that often. Um, so yes, it is a potential banana schism, and I can understand why um, why the BBC have chosen to broadcast it. Well, last season when we went to Fleetwood, that was a similar sort of situation, wasn't it? And that turned out to be a real battle. I mean, that was a terrible game. As yeah, well. I'm not sure Leicester had a shot on target. No, they Fleetwood. really struggled there, and that to bring Fleetwood back here to uh, to see them off, dispatch them. But I th- I'm sure there's a lot of Leicester fans that will be hoping Paul picks his strongest team for this, and I'm, they'll be demanding that they take the FA Cup absolutely seriously this year because um, you know we've heard them talk about how they'd love to win a cup for Vishai. Um, they've got to take this one seriously haven't they otherwise they're going to really end up with egg on their face yeah definitely I think there's a I don't think I think when Leicester rotate nowadays I don't think it's necessarily going to be a uh, an inexperienced team I think there's they'll be rotating and bringing in experienced heads so the likes of Christian Fuchs is probably going to play um, maybe see um, Wes Morgan as we mentioned earlier is, is back and fit Maybe Johnny Evans will be playing alongside. He was outstanding at Everton, wasn't he? Yes, he, he was. Both, yeah. both remarks on Johnny's performance that day. Um, so I think there's a. I think Leicester can rotate and still keep a high quality team. Um, I think there's a. Maybe there's a sense that you don't want to. You don't want to give away too much to Newport because they'll, you know, if they see a chance, they'll probably take it because this, you know, those Newport players are going to be really up for this game. Um, and so if they see a sign of weakness they're going to take it but hopefully with Leicester playing likely playing more experienced players they'll know about these games and they won't they won't let Newport in um, but yes you're right it's a it's a real uh, banana skin Leicester, I, I hope Leicester take it seriously as well I think it would be really good to finally get to a, an FA Cup final again um, obviously they got reasonably close last year got to the quarterfinals and lost to Chelsea in extra time Um but a favourable draw this time unless Leicester quite easily get to the semi-finals or final. So yes, I do hope they take it seriously. So let's talk about what side you'd field then. I mean, Danny Ward, Casper Smarkling goal? You stick with Danny Kasper. Ward. Yeah. you go with Danny, would you? Yeah, I think because it, it, he's because of how well he played in the, in the Carabao Cup, I, I don't think there's going to be too much of a difference between him and Schmeichel. Um, I think, yeah, I think Danny can play. Although, not that Schmeichel would necessarily be needing a rest because goalkeepers you wouldn't say they necessarily need um, a break after a run of tough games but yeah I, w- I would give Ward another chance and as you've already said Fuchs Morgan Evans uh, Simpson Simpson yeah I, think, I know he played at, um, at Everton but played well and he hasn't played much football so yeah, he's so, so fresh so yeah I would say that is a that would be my defence I think um, yeah midfield Chowdhury and who would you have alongside him Mendy I would have I would probably have James, but if James isn't ready, I'd have Mendy. Um, I think indeed he's the one that's played he's the most, a lot of football, the most football recently. So I would be the one. Uh, he would be the one I would definitely drop. Um, I would play Madison ahead of them because he didn't play at Everton, so he should be a little bit. Demario Gray came on as a late sub as well, yeah, so, 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 so Gray, yes, and I think then you probably. I know Albrighton only played the second half at. Everton, but I'd potentially give him a break. He looked uh, shattered, didn't he, against Cardiff? He looked shattered against Cardiff, and obviously he came on at Everton and did really well, and he was one of the the reasons Leicester actually picked up a little bit in the second half. But I think I would give Gazelle um, another start, and then Ian Acho up front. I think I can't see Vardy featuring at all, to be honest. Hmm. Um, so you would say with that, if that was the eleven, 
you'd say that surely must be good enough to beat Newport but as we know anything happens in these FA Cup games I would agree with you there but I'd probably put Shinji Okazaki up there ah, instead of Inacho Inacho yeah. um, looks like he's really struggling for form really struggling for confidence I just think he needs to be taken out a little bit and given a little rest recharge perhaps even playing under 23 game um, score a couple of goals in the 23s and then get his confidence back and Shinji I think he's raring to go so that would be my, my shout. Um, we're going to be at Rodney Parade. The first time, another ground to tick off. Yep. I went to Newport 15 years ago and they weren't playing there. They were playing with a running track around it when I was covering non-league years ago. So looking forward to that. Should be an interesting one, especially if we can get all the kit working. Because you're going to be doing a live blog as am, long yeah. as you've got the technology to do so there. Um, we'll have a live blog running throughout the afternoon. So um, switch off BBC. Don't bother watching it. Just follow it through uh, the, the running, running blog. And uh, we'll bring you all the reaction as well straight for the game on Leicestershire Live and don't forget we've got all of the uh, build up coming on Leicestershire Live as well so you can catch up on all that thank you for joining us and we'll uh, see you next time